welcome back to the Damn Good Dogcast. As you know, this is Robert Reynolds. For today, we're going to talk Arkansas football. And what better way to do it than bring it on Jeremy Hewen, the host of Pot of the South. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Appreciate it. My pleasure, man. So, obviously, with today, you know, obviously we're talking Arkansas football. You know, there's some special ties there with uh, Georgia, uh, being that, you know, Sam Pittman comes in uh, as the head coach, obviously coming from the offensive line coach at Georgia. Uh, And, and, you know, me personally, I am, you know, I love the fact that, uh, you know, he took a dream job. Uh, He he was adamant about it. Uh, You know, one, to show emotion. You know, I I do like that. And I think a lot of Dog Nation uh, was happy that he took that job even though he, I wish, you know, I wish he would have stayed with us, but, you know, I was happy for him that he took his dream job. You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. But so overall last, you know, last, this past season with the 10 game schedule, um, you know, in my opinion, he made a great first impression, uh, you know, considering Arkansas's situation the past couple of years, wins three games. Uh, and, and before that, you know, I looked at it in the sense of if he won three games, that is a huge statement for him. Uh, and he did that. Uh, so obviously, you know, what's it like now that you have Pitt, uh, Pittman as your head coach? You know, how are you feeling about it? Um, and obviously, I like his hires as the coordinators as well. So, how are you feeling about that? I love it. I love Coach Pittman. I love what he brings to the table. Um, like you said, it's a dream job for him. It's not just some um, stop in the road. Like that's kind of what a lot of us Razorback fans felt whenever we hired Chad Morris was. He really didn't care about Arkansas. He just wanted a big name job. And like you said, this is Sam's uh, dream job. Grew up northeastern Oklahoma, lived closer to Fayetteville than he did Stillwater or Norman. So he, he grew up watching the Razorbacks week in and week out. And, and he knows what it takes to win at Arkansas. You know, he was here beginning of Brett Bill in his era. And it was a little bit rocky, but the one thing that we saw was his way of developing players on that offensive line. And uh, you know, we're just we're so happy to have him as our head coach. And and you know, it's it's refreshing to see someone that comes in here that knows what it takes to win in the SEC. You know, you look at Chad Morris when he came in. A lot of people were high up on Chad Morris. Um, I, on the other hand was a little bit more skeptical. Uh, everybody said, well, look what he did at Clemson with with uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I'm cool with that. But let's look at his record at SMU. It was 14 and 22. And that's it not – it, it was rough, for sure. It, it was rough. But, you know, he didn't prove himself. We saw that he was in over his head. And, and you look at Coach Pittman, like I said, he knows how to win the SEC – and he brought in good coaching staff with him. You know, he brought in Kendall Browles on the offense. Um, you know, people can say what they want about Art Browles or whatever. Uh, I'm not going to get into that. But I like Kendall Browles. I like what he brings to the table. I like the way he runs tempo, the way he spreads the field out. Um, that's one thing that we're starting to see more and more of in the SEC is those Big 12-style offenses, you know, with us at Arkansas. Um Ole Miss, you know, we know how Matt Corral is going to be to stop this year. I think everybody's worried about Ole Miss. And the Archbishop of, of Air Raid himself, Mike Leach at Mississippi State. And you guys got 
Todd Munkin down there. So we're seeing the offenses evolve. But also, I think the home run hire that he brought in uh, with him at Arkansas was by far Barry Odom. I thought he kind of got screwed over. Got screwed over at Missouri. Missouri don't know what their identity is. They were mediocre in the Big 12. So, I mean, I don't know what they they felt like they were. But I, I felt like they let go of him too soon, that's my opinion. But I'm glad we got him because looking at where we're at now, we're getting a lot of uh, transfers in from Missouri, uh, especially on the defensive line. We've got Markel Utsi. we got Trey Williams coming over uh, from Missouri. Um, they played for Barry Odom. And they want to finish their career off playing for them. So that says a lot about them, that they're willing to step away from Missouri to come into Arkansas and play their last season with the coach that recruited them. So, But all in all, man, I, I'm I'm very, very pleased with what we have with Coach Pittman. Like I said, it, it's refreshing to see somebody come in and knows what it's – that they want to be at Arkansas more than anything else. You know, a lot of the time you heard um, – I hate to keep bringing up Chad Morris. Chad Morris kept bringing up culture, culture, culture. We've got to change the culture. We've got to change the culture. I think that term gets thrown around a little bit too much sometimes. The culture in Arkansas was pretty good. Uh, we just needed to work on player development and get down to the X's and O's. And that's what I like about, about uh, Coach Pitney's old school. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm real high on him. You know, like you said, last year, three wins in the SEC was huge for us. Because I live here in the Tulsa metro area in Oklahoma and listen to sports radio here. You get, you know, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, but you also get a lot of Arkansas talk. And everybody was saying there's no way Arkansas is going to win a single game, not a single game. And then week two, we go out and beat Mississippi State in Starkville after they just beat LSU, which we at the time, we didn't know how down LSU was going to be. But um, yeah. Go out and beat Mississippi State. We also didn't State. know how good uh, or how bad Mississippi State was going to be either. <laughs> no, 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 we didn't. Uh, but KJ Costello, that first week, you know, lighting up everybody, we were really concerned. And I'm not going to lie, I kind of felt like, well, let's see what we can do here. And we ended up winning the game, then beats Ole Miss, and then beats Tennessee, which I'm sure you were happy to see us take down the volunteers. So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a big step in the right down. direction. Anybody that takes down Tennessee is a friend of mine, so I'm not mad about that one bit. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but we're taking so, the right direction. Oh no, I mean, I, and I, I have to agree with you that uh, there at least. <clears throat> excuse me. The, you know, the the addition of you know Bryles, the addition of Odom, you know, those were the you know the two most important pieces. Uh, obviously, with him being a new head coach, he hit a home run for both, in my opinion. Um, you know, looking at, you know, looking at Arkansas from an outside standpoint, the past couple years prior to Pittman coming, you look at this team that had no kind of motivation to play. The defense was, you know, just kind of soft, it seemed like, and then the offense was stagnant. But you look at, you know, Pittman coming in and then you see the change almost instantaneously where, you know, you see the defense playing absolutely hard. They play physical you know, they're in your mouth, you know, and I, maybe it's because of the change, you know, I think, you know, culture can only get you so far. Yeah. Obviously you have to go out and compete. Uh, and, and I think Pittman, like you said, being that old school mentality, I think that's what happened. He, he uh, knowing his time at Georgia, he was a great, uh, he was a great guy, uh, with the, with the kids, you know what I mean? With the recruits, uh, you can see your recruiting getting better. I think in my opinion too, a yeah. great recruiter. Uh, and, and one of the things that, you know, I don't know if you were aware of this, 
Um, I had uh, Dean Ratledge, Tate Ratledge's uh, father on earlier a while back. And one of the things that happened with, you know, with Tate when he was about to commit, Pittman took the job at Arkansas. Uh, so obviously, you know, as you can imagine, being a recruit, that's that's difficult when you're about to make that decision. He was about to commit that week. Um, and, and one of the things that I think kind of tells Pittman's character and how genuine he is was he told he told Tate himself that I, he thought that he needed to stay at Georgia. That was the place for him to be. You know, and how easy is it for a coach that, you know, try to automatically go and recruit these guys to come back, or, you know, come play for me. So hearing that story to me you know, just shows you how genuine of a guy Pittman is. So, yeah. you know, from, you know, from a Georgia fan to an, obviously an Arkansas fan, you know, y'all got a good one. And and I just hope that the the fan base and the board of directors and whatnot and the athletics, you know, department, whatever, they, they let him get his, you know, give him time. I, I think Pittman will be just fine. Uh, obviously, we saw the three wins, and, and that's a big step. It's a huge step. Uh, it, and it doesn't sound like a lot. It, does, it you know, from an outsider standpoint, it doesn't mean a lot. But for Arkansas, obviously, I kind of I'm kind of filling here. I'm sure that was a huge sigh of relief to win those games uh, and well, have some momentum coming into 2021 season. Yeah, and and, and the other thing is, you got to remember, we should have been five and five. I mean, we. I'm not going to relitigate the Auburn loss, but you know, the SEC even came out and said, "Hey, I mean that." That shouldn't have happened. Arkansas should have won the game. Yeah. And LSU, we should have, you know, we played them tight and we had the chance to win. And we didn't. So, and even at that, more than likely, I think six and five. If the Texas Bowl against TCU had not have been canceled, I think we had enough momentum and the team was fighting hard enough that I think we would have probably went out. That would have been an above 500 season, you know, for last year's standards. And, you know, like I said, compared to, compared to what we had before, you know, starting off with Brett Bielema up to Chad Morris. I mean, it's it's night and day. And you got to remember not having spring ball last year and playing like that was even better. And the first game of the year when you guys came up to Fayetteville, I mean, that was really to me like, hey, we might actually have something here that can win a couple games. So realistically, from my point of view, if we would have won one game last year, I would have felt that was a huge, huge step in the right direction because – the prior two years, we won zero SEC games. We played a yeah. couple teams tough, so just the one in the I SEC is all we asked for last year. But let's be honest here. So, for anybody that doesn't follow Arkansas that listens here, if you're a Georgia fan and you don't keep, and you don't follow Arkansas whatsoever, he, you know, <clears throat> um, he's not lying. Jeremy's not lying that they had they had lost every single SEC game for two years straight, and, and that's and that is not something you want to see. And, you know, to me, you look at, you know, it was a surprise that Morris stayed that extra year, um, at least to me. But, you know, I was, you, you look I at the situation surprised. where, well, yeah, I, I was about to say a lot of people probably were, um, you know, but then you kind of look into the, you know, Pittman's first season, right? And I know we're harping on this, but it it, it, it needs mentioning and, and it's really important I think for Arkansas, at least in my opinion, moving forward, that getting that first season in and actually having some success com in comparison to the past two years, you know, like I, I had said prior to the season even starting last year, like I said, with three wins, Pittman's easily got his job secured for another three years, four years. I, I, I would think, I would think, unless something absolutely drastic happens. 
Well, they've um, already signed a contract extension this week for him, so I think he'll be here. He's even said he went on Bo Mattingly's Hog Pod podcast and said that this is where he's retiring at. So hell or high water, he's going to be in Arkansas. If they fire him, then he's he's got a lot down in Hot Springs he's going to move into. So this is his dream job. And as long as, like I said, it, it's making doing steps in the right direction. I think last year the best thing that happened for us was Felipe Franks transferring in and giving mm -hmm. KJ Jefferson uh, the chance to sit behind and learn from Felipe and, and kind of get his wing, get some solid footing. And in the spring game, we saw that. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, though, he's making right decisions and he's bringing in wise counsel with him. He's bringing in some great coaches. And that's, that, that's another thing that we kind of noticed whenever before him, you know, some of the hires that they brought in were just, didn't really add up. Joe Craddock is the offensive coordinator. Nobody knew who he was. And he was supposed to bring in this Texas-style offense. Didn't work out. And then they brought in the original Will Muschamp, <laughs> John Chavis in. He made his tour of all the teams in the SEC, ended up in Arkansas, and that probably pretty much did it for him. We all knew it wouldn't work out. We all knew it wouldn't work <clears throat> out. And now we got, uh, you know, like I said, with Barry Odom, we have all the we have all the uh, faith in the world in this coaching staff, and I think as long and, and the thing about it is we gotta be realistic too. We gotta be realistic in the fact that you know the first you know the next couple of years seven and five eight and four that's what we need to aim for. We don't need to have these grandiose ideas that we're gonna go back to where we were with Bobby Petrino and go to the Sugar Bowl. It's just it's gonna be one step at a time. But the one thing that I will say in the two years that that. Chad Morris was here, and even the years that Brett Bielema was here, right now, Sam Pittman has left the woodpile hired and found it. Whoever comes in is going to have a better job than what he inherited because he's brought some some steam behind his program and, you know, winning his SEC games. Even with Brett Bielema, winning SEC games were few and far between. We mm -hmm. squeaked one out against Ole Miss or we squeaked one out against whoever. And I think we're really starting to see a, a shift in momentum with the program itself and the fact that we're starting to play a higher level, which is what, you know, he promised and he's delivering. He's a man of his word, you know, and he, he admits it to his fault. But the things that he promised us in one year, we've seen it. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to shoot a jab out here. And I don't know these Georgia fans are going to love this, but you, you talked about, um, you know, him calling out as, you know, when he's at fault, he calls it out. Yeah. You know, maybe Dan Mulligan down in Gainesville could take a note on that. But, uh, but, you know, so obviously, yeah, yeah, we've talked about um, so we've talked about, you know, the coaching staff, the new regime. Um, you know, I want to hear what spring ball was like, um, you know, obviously leading up or culminating with the uh, with the spring game. What were your takeaways from the spring camp uh, and, and maybe from a Georgia, you know, if a Georgia fans listening here, um, who are some names to know? Um, I, you know, I, you mentioned KJ Jefferson uh, at quarterback. I think obviously that may be one. Um, you know, and, and Georgia understands the defense, right? Like before we before I let you go on that, you know, the defense, there were some, you know, big plays made by your you played. And obviously we're going to be playing again this year, but you're coming between the hedges. So, you know, from your standpoint, what were your takeaways uh, of this, you know, of the spring game and the spring practice, I should say? And then, you know, who are some names that Georgia fans should know? Uh, you know, I think that probably would be big names, honestly. I'm sure X-Factors, you know, for the program uh, going into the game uh, this season. I think the spring was was good for us all in all. I mean, we, we 
we're able to see um, how these players develop in the offseason. And some of them we kind of saw go as par. I mean, we knew KJ would develop nicely. Um, our backup quarterback, Malik Hornsby, which I guess they really haven't announced KJ as QB1 yet. But Malik, there's a few question marks there about his decision-making throwing the ball. He is a more mobile quarterback, and I think we'll see some sets. We're both only playing quite a bit this season. Um, transfers, um, we utilize – and I've noticed about Sam, he's doing pretty good in the transfer portal. I said we got two guys from um, from Missouri, Markel Utsi and and Trey Williams. We also got Johnny Ridgeway uh, comes in from Illinois State, and he was highly sought after. I think Michigan, USC, um, some other programs came after him. Um, the one of the biggest, I think, punches in the stomach that we're not really talking about at Arkansas is the fact that we lost um, our wide receiver coach Justin Stepp, and he's heading over to South Carolina with with Coach Shane Beamer. And that left open uh, the vacancy. So that was our, our one vacancy for the year was a, was the wide receiver coach. And so we got Kenny Guyton from Colorado State. And people remember that name. He played for Ohio State. And real good real good player. And he seemed like a good coach. Um, but, you know, as far as the spring game went, I feel like there's a few question marks I had. The, the few question marks I really saw was some things in the offensive line. And last year, that was one of our biggest concerns on the offensive line. But like I said, I look at Sam Pittman and look at his past and see how he's developed the offensive line. And I think he's going to fix some of those things. Um, KJ Jefferson, like I said, to me is the clear QB1. After him, it would be Malik Hornsby. Um, John Stephen Jones, who's the grandson of Jerry Jones, um, probably be our third string. And we got some really good guys coming up away. The biggest kick in the teeth though we got in the offseason was we went through spring ball, played the spring game, and then three at least three weeks three weeks, three days later, um, our number one receiver, Mike Woods, announces he's going in the transfer portal. And then three days later, he announces he's going to play for the University of Oklahoma. And that hurt for a multitude of reasons because it was just the timing was weird. He had a really good spring game. And three days later, so my job here in Tulsa, I also work in Springdale, Arkansas, which is just straight north of Fayetteville. I was working in Fay or I was working in Springdale that Tuesday, and I was listening to the radio, and they said, "There's some big news coming out." Nikki Chavanel from Hogby said that um, Mike Woods is going to transfer, and it's like it's kind of bizarre. There's questions about between him and Pittman that got squashed pretty quick. And then it came out there could be some problems there between him and Coach Guyton. However, that turned out not to be the case. Uh, he just wanted to go to Oklahoma, which is bizarre timing because their star receiver, Trajan Bridges, one of their star receivers, they, he won't be QB1 going into Oklahoma. Marvin Mims will be their number one receiver. But yeah. Trajan Bridges gets in trouble for some drug-related robbery charges. And that happens. gets kicked off the team. Then here comes Mike Woods coming in. So not saying there's tampering. But it sure kind of feels like it. So yeah, he left. Coincidental if, if at best, basically. Yeah, it, it, it's a strange deal. But I'd say all in all, though, the players kind of keep your eyes on for this year. If you don't know the name Jalen Catalan, you will by the end of the season. He's an outstanding free safety for us. Um, he's um, a real physical. I mean, he he was making plays in that spring game, just leveling our own guys. It's like, gosh, dang, this guy knows how to play. Uh, but, you know, he had a great season last year. Um, 
some other names to watch out for. Um, of course, Grant Morgan on the linebacker position has been a big factor for us since he stepped on campus as a walk-on. His brother, Drew Morgan, played for us as a wide receiver. Uh, Trey Knox and um, Trey Knox is probably going to be our best receiver coming out of this deal. Um, but we also got Traylon Burke, who's just as good. I don't know. In my opinion, they're about equal. So we got a really good receiving core still. And Traylon Smith, our running back, um, transferred in from from Arizona State. So we've got a good group of guys. Like I said, the thing I'm kind of keeping my eye on the most is the offensive line and seeing how Coach Pittman can, can develop it and mold it to what we know he can have. I mean, watching what he did with you guys, with Isaiah Wynn and those guys were just absolute monsters pancaking people. So – Looking forward to it. So I think I think our spring ball ended up being pretty good success. Uh, a few things we need to work on, but it's year two. So um, we have some big names leave. We have some big names coming in. So it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be it's going to be fun to see how it goes from here on to the fall um, because we've got a schedule that is pretty tough, and we're going to see how we can um, navigate it with KJ at the helm. So. And I'm glad you brought that up because that is the – I guess you couldn't have made a perfect, more perfect transition. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk your schedule. So sure. uh, for anybody watching on video, uh, you can follow along here. Uh, you know, opening up the season against Rice, uh, and then you go to Texas. Looks to be Georgia Southern, uh, Texas A&M, uh, Georgia, and Ole Miss – so we'll start, you know, the first six games and then work on the back half here. You know, I think Rice will be a good statement win for you. Uh, you know, Texas, I think, you know, in a situation where um, I, I just don't know if you have the, you know, talent to beat Texas. I, I think Texas just too talent in the gap right there. Um, you know, and then let's just keep it up for, I guess. Uh, you know, Georgia Southern, I think that's a winnable game. Uh, A&M, I, I know – AM is going to be a powerhouse in the West. Uh, I would love for y'all to, you know, to stump, you know, stump them and, and win. I just don't see that happening. Uh, obviously, you know, that Texas A&M, Georgia, and Ole Miss stretch right there is really brutal for a lot of teams. Uh, and, and I think Arkansas is going to have some struggles there. But at the end of the day, I do think that, you know, I think, you know, you're competitive here. Uh, but, you know, I think you, you lose to Texas A&M. Uh, Georgia, I think – you know, y'all played us physical as hell last year. Uh, I, I just think that Georgia's going to pull away on this one. I don't know if it's going to be a true blowout, but I do think that Georgia wins. Uh, and then Ole Miss is kind of a toss-up for me. Um, yeah. You know, I, I see their offense, their high-powered offense, but y'all's defense is really stingy, uh, and the secondary is is, is as well. Uh, so, you, you, you know, maybe your defense will be the first, you know, problem that Matt Corral and company sees, but their defense isn't – where it needs to be for Ole Miss. So depending on the situation, you know, I look at that as a possible upset for at least in the media's eyes. So right. going into this, you know, going into that back half of the season, I could honestly see a three and three season. That's what I'm going to make my prediction. What do, uh, what do you see? And I'll put it back up for you. Um, I'm seeing four and two is what I'm thinking. Uh, Rice, they're the bottom feeders. I mean, they're one of the worst teams every year and, I don't want to look, overlook anybody, but you know, like I said, that's a that's a great way to start the season off. Man, there's a lot of people that say who's Arkansas's rival, who's our biggest rival, and to me, even though we don't play hardly ever, 
is Texas. I absolutely hate Texas. Goes back to the Southwest Conference days. Um, it's going to be. They announced this week that it will be in Fayetteville, um, and it will be. Well, they announced it a long time ago it's in Fayetteville, but it's going to be a night game. So, I am going to say we're going to pull out the victory there, just because it's my arch rival, and you know they've got some question marks too with Ellinger being gone and some of those receivers being gone down there. Joseph Osai, um, they, they're they're missing some pieces, and you know be a transition year with with. Coach Sarkeesian and, and Kyle Flood and all those guys going down there to coach Texas. I think we actually pull the victory out there. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be close. But being in Fayetteville under the lights, I'm going to say that we win that one. Now, Georgia Southern, I'm going to say this. That game could be tricky. That game could be a trick, especially if we win that Texas game. That could be a sleeper because they do have a pretty talented team. And as far as Sun Belt goes, they're one of the better Sun Belt teams. So I, I'm going to go ahead and say that, you know, we're going to win that game, but we got to be careful. Um, Georgia Southern could sneak up on us and score some points. And if we're not, if we're not on our game, we might lose that one. But that's just a, that's a long shot. But I do think that's a, a game of all of our uh, group of five opponents that we're playing this year. That's the one I'm most concerned about for sure. A um, and M, man, it's the most frustrating rivalry that we have. You know, we actually started this rivalry back up in 2009, and that's when they were still in the Big 12. In 2009, 2010, 2011, the Hogs won the game, and then 2012 they come in the SEC, and we haven't beaten them since. So, but the games have been really, really, really close. Um, I think we can play him close. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not going to say we're going to beat them though. I won't say that we're going to beat A&M until we actually beat them on the field. I've said it so many times, so I'm going to agree with you there. I think that they win, um, but I do think it'll be close. You know, maybe seven, ten point game. Georgia, however, I mean, I think we'll play him tough. I think we'll be competitive week in and week out, but you guys got too much firepower with JT Daniels um, and all the guys that you guys have out there. I do not see us winning that game. Ole Miss, though, I do see us winning. Um, I think they've got about another year. I mean, Matt Corral, like I said earlier, can throw it around, but he threw it around last year, and Hudson Clark picked him off, I think, four times. Jalen Catalan, like our backfield, they'll get back there on him. Um it will be close, though. I think every game that we win this year, except for Arkansas, Pine Bluff, and Rice, will be pretty close game. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think we got – I don't think we have the firepower beat you guys, but I do think we will um, go down to Oxford and, and beat Ole Miss. All right. So you're calling four and two. I'm calling three and three. Uh, obviously, you know, that's already tying the last wins uh, – last amount of wins from last year. All right. So we're going to move on to the back half here. Uh, so, you know, you start – you know, the back half against Auburn. Uh, and then it looks to be, is that Arkansas Pine Bluff? I yeah, believe it's it Pine is. Bluff, yeah. Yep. yep. So, and then after that, you, I think you have a, a bye week and then you play Mississippi yep. State. Yep. Uh, then LSU, Alabama, and Missouri. Uh, and, and your back half is, it, I feel like your schedule is evened out with some with some struggles, patches, uh, and some easy spots. Um, yeah. I'm going to make and my that's the thing. 
that's the thing, uh-huh. Robert. You know, people aren't aren't you know really paying attention to is these games. We go on the road to Georgia. Um, we go to Ole Miss. Um, then we got LSU and uh, Alabama on the road also. So I mean, that's about as tough as a stretch as you're going to find. And even though it's technically our home game against A and M, playing in Dallas, it's you know it's going to be a lot of Aggie fans there. So I mean, you look at this road schedule and it's it's pretty tough. You know, and I think if we can at least get to 500 with this schedule, I'll feel pretty good. So, yeah, you know, looking at looking at this back half, though, I, I think, you know, Auburn is going to be one of those question mark teams in the West, uh, you know, with Harson there now instead of Gus, you know, how how that transition is going to be. Uh, I, I really don't trust Bo Nix. Um, so I could see y'all giving him fits and perhaps taking away a victory there. Uh, so I'm going to give you the benefit of a doubt and go you win against Auburn. <clears throat> Moving on to Pine Bluff, I think that's a mismatch, and I think Arkansas, I think Arkansas wins that. Uh, you know, then you look at Mississippi that's State. I think, I think your defense wins that game for you. So you've looked at three wins right there. Uh, and then I hate to say it, but LSU and Bama, I think those are losses. And I know LSU played subpar last year, but they're going to be way better than they were last year. Um, you know, they were they were down, but I think they're going to rebound in a big way. Uh, so I think losses to LSU, losses to Bama, uh, and then moving to Missouri, which is a good wild card matchup, in my opinion, because both teams are in that. Well, you know, I'd say Arkansas is a little bit below in this in this regard. But, you know, you're you're competitive. But at the end of the day, you know, you're probably around the middle of the pack uh, in the West and the East, you know. But I, I think you could pull it. I think you pull a win there too, uh, and, and that's you're talking about. Obviously, coming off the two big losses there against LSU and Bama, you know, pulling that pulling that season together and coming away with a win to end the season, uh, you know, I, I think is a is a big deal for Pittman moving forward into year three. Uh, you know, it's going to help with recruiting, I think, because you'll be bowl eligible uh, based off of predictions here, because you know you're looking at seven and five. And compared to three and seven last year, and sure it was a, uh, a COVID year, yes, you know, that, that's that's huge. That is absolutely huge for Pittman. That's huge for the Arkansas fan base, uh, and and it's just for the really for Arkansas football moving forward. That's a big step, uh, especially from year one, what we thought was a big step, uh, even two or even bigger at year two, based off at least my prediction. Uh, so with that being said, uh, what is your prediction for the back half? Uh, I mean, I'm with you. I, I don't trust Bo Nix. I, I do think Brian Harson's a pretty good coach. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I can't predict, predict his success, um, what he'll have at Auburn all in all, because it's such a, a hard place to play if you don't have a great coach, because you're smack there between Georgia and, and Alabama. I think we'll win that game. Can you put that screen back up real quick. Yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry, you're good. Um, I, just, I couldn't remember if we had Mississippi State or, or Arkansas Pine Bluff. Yeah, Pine Bluff, that will be an easy win for us, our easiest win of the year. Uh, Mississippi State, like I said, I mean, Mike Leach, I think he'll get things going down there. But I still it's like Ole Miss to me. They still got another year for, you know, they're really primed up and ready to go. Um, so right there, three wins in a row. LSU, Max Johnson's going to be a great quarterback down there. Um, I think we'll see, end up seeing Miles Brennan transferring out. Um, last year, I don't think was any kind of um, 
indication that they're falling down. I think it was just with all the talent that they lost from that talented team the year before. Um, they're going to be better this year for sure. Alabama, we'll skip that one. We already know how that one's going to end up. Um, Missouri is also a game that I'm not going to pick Arkansas until we can beat them. Um, since we've had this rivalry started back up, I think it was 2014, we've only beaten them once. And the overall record is 9-2. and two, And I have got to see it to believe it. So I actually think that Missouri wins that game. Um, I hate to say it. I mean, it, it hurts me to say it. Um, I don't know if I'm really big on Drinkwitz yet. I, I can't get a feel on him. But I do think that they're a little bit above the grade for us. And I think that they could be um, a surprise team in the East. They might be second or third. I don't know yet. Um, it's going to be interesting to see because I think they got a really good quarterback in Basilac. So we'll see. But yeah, so that finished up the season. What is that? Went on that seven and five. I got two. So eight and four. Maybe it may be six or six or seven and five. Yeah. Either way, I, I'm from either way. You're both eligible based me. off of predictions. You know. So. Yeah. I know you would mention Texas as kind of being the upset game, at least the way I took it. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. say that the biggest chance for an upset for Arkansas this year is at LSU, and I think yes, our, uh, yes, LSU is going to be better. Dig it. But um, you know, you look at the offense with Max Johnson, and Max Johnson looked good against Florida, right? Uh, yeah. Florida's defense was is is hot doo doo, in my opinion. Um, and Arkansas's defense is better than Florida's. Um, so I think you could see the, you know, obviously the offensive talent is, you know, the gap, right? The talent gap is there. But, te- you know, the, the performance, I think defensively, you know, I think you can hold, you know, hold down uh, the run game for sure. Uh, the, the, the X factor there is Keyshawn Butte, right? Uh, dude is a great receiver, um, you know, but offensively, I think, you know, I think you look at, you know, your offense, and I think that's the key to, as well on the opposite side of the ball because you have to be able to move it on LSU stingy passing defense because Eli Ricks and Stingley, those two are got arguably the best tandem in college football. Um, so it's going to be difficult to air, you know, pass the ball, I would say, uh, find tight ends and, you know, open up the, with the run game, things like that. Um, so I think it will be a defensive matchup. Uh, but I think if you keep it at, at a defensive matchup and you stop LSU uh, and limit their offense, I think that's why Arkansas has a good shot to upset LSU there. And I know you had talked about Texas, but I think Sarkeesian bringing that offense, and I know what we saw last year with him at Bama is, you know, it was amazing to watch. And But you look at the talent he had. I'm telling you, Texas recruits these guys, and they still have the talent there now. The scheme is what you're going to be looking for. You know, are you still going to see those kind of things uh, in the Sarkeesian-led Longhorn team? And, and I think you will because the scheme, right, from if you you played Bama, we played Bama last year. The scheme opened these guys up. You saw – well, you saw Devontae Smith just cut across the field and yeah. slide in right over – like right in between the safeties and stuff, right over the back of the safeties when you had the guy cutting across from the other side. So, you know, those kind of plays right there, I think you're going to see that transition into the Big 12 and, you know, and obviously with Texas. So that's why I didn't choose Texas as the upset game. Uh, yeah. Like I said, the LSU game, I think defensively you can cause uh, Max Johnson or Miles Brennan, whoever it is down in Baton Rouge, 
give them some problems. And I think their offensive line, you know, you know, in the trenches, I think your defensive line can cause some problems too uh, and get to whoever the quarterback they're playing. So that's why I'm saying I think the defensive, you know, scheme and the defensive performance seems to fit better to the upset of LSU more so than Texas to me. Yeah. I, I you know, honestly, if I wasn't such a Texas hater, I probably agree. <laughs> I just, man, it's, it'd be like you going for Tennessee. Yeah, I just, I can't, I can't do it. But I totally agree with you though. I think he will bring in a different style of offense that even Texas hasn't seen. And He'll be able to recruit Texas because that's one thing, you know, with that program is there's so many players out of the state of Texas not going to the flagship university in Texas, which is the University of Texas. It's slowly shifting into a Texas A&M state. And that's bad news for us, though. That's bad, bad news for us. But we'll get through it. Yeah, yeah, I think you will. I I just wish we had Tennessee for three more years to play because – they had the, probably the worst coaching hire of anybody this past year. So I just wish we that could. Is, that is very – I would have to somewhat agree there. I think you could look at you – know, and we can – I mean, you could – that's another rabbit hole if you're not careful, the, you know, the coaching hires. You know, I questioned Harson, but at the same time, you look at Heupel, oh. I think Heupel's got to be the worst. Heupel's uh, an idiot. Heupel, Heupel will – I mark my words right now, in three years, Tennessee will be finding a new head coach and he'll be down in Alabama – at Nick Saban's little analyst academy. It, it won't work. He was – he left Oklahoma – maybe not three years, but he left Oklahoma on such bad terms, and then he got himself in a good situation at Utah State with Matt Wells, got a good situation at Missouri, and he landed a freaking eagle's nest on the ground at UCF. He When he gets to Tennessee, he's going into a train wreck. He's not been into a bad situation like this. I think Tennessee – if they're not careful, they are going to be the absolute bottom feeder of the SEC East behind Vanderbilt. I mean, yep. and I, I think Clark Lee's a better coach than I know it's not Arkansas, but I don't like Michael. No, so you know, looking at that right there, I, I think you're right. I, I, there's a good chance. Um, but before we let you go, uh, tell everybody, you know, where they can find you, man. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm on Pod of the South. Uh, we actually haven't launched yet. I'm aiming for my launch date to be probably end of June, first of July. And if you like the Arkansas Razorbacks, definitely listen in. My goal at first was for me to have an SEC podcast and cover everybody. But at this point in time, I'm one guy, and it's hard to cover 13 teams, especially when you have to cover Vanderbilt recruiting, which I really don't care about. So <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping – my goal is to launch it off as this, and then hopefully one day get some contributors uh, to all 14 teams in the SEC and truly make it the pot of the South and make go. it a, So we'll get it going for you. And like I said, I'll be going on um, Twitter. It's under pot of the South and find me there. And hopefully by midsummer, we will be kicking off some good Razorback content for you. Good deal, man. Hey, you know, if you, I know you talked about Vanderbilt recruiting, uh, reach out to my guys at the Door Report, man. Uh, oh, they they they're pretty in, uh, pretty intense there. They they know their stuff uh, when it comes to Vanderbilt. So if you ever need that connect, uh, shout out to the, the Door Report. So yeah, well, I, and I'm not bashing Vanderbilt. I'm just saying <laughs> we can we can uh, Georgia look, Georgia can. fans. I even I even told I even told them when they were on. We we have some we have some resentment 
towards Vanderbilt, man. Canceling twice, yeah. but playing Tennessee, like yeah. that, that stings a little bit. So you kind of you kind of push the, you know, you kind of nudge the the big dog a little bit. And you woke him up from his nap, kind of pissed him off, kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Hey, thanks again for coming on. I really enjoyed you having on, and you know, thanks for the insight, you know, for Arkansas and. You know, given you know, giving us Georgia fans uh, a little bit of insight of what to expect. Uh, you know, when we play, you know, when y'all come to uh, Athens and and play us again. So, like I said, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, are you going down to the Arkansas Georgia game? Uh, I'm a I'm a C. I, I'm not sure yet. Um, it would be a little bit do. of a drive for me though. So let me know if you do. I might catch a Delta flight down to Atlanta. So. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hi, man. Hey, like I said. Um, Thanks for coming on and good luck with the podcast, man. I know I'll be following. Yes, hey, anybody listening, make sure to tune in and subscribe to that uh, and be ready for when he launches it. So, yes, sir. There you go. We're big. All right. All right, guys. That is all I've got for today. Um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed the content. Obviously, Arkansas uh, is an upcoming program. I think Pittman, you know, was a huge success for us. And and I think him coming to um, coming to Arkansas is a big deal. Uh, as you can tell, the three wins, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot. But, you know, moving forward, I think Arkansas is going to be a team to worry, uh, you know, with other teams in the West. I think you can give Arkansas fits or, or Arkansas can give Auburn fits. You, you can see LSU getting fits from them. So it's, it's important to understand, you know, not only because they're coming to Athens this season, um, but, you know, if, if Sam Pittman does what he's I'm thinking he can do, you know, you could look at Arkansas making that resurgence and, and come back to the top to middle uh, of the West and, and be a, you know, maybe a dark horse uh, West winner, uh, you know, or at least second place, perhaps. I don't think Bama gets stopped too much. But um, other than that, though, guys, look, thank you, everybody, again. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe. You know, you can catch the video on Twitter, uh, uh, Twitch, uh, YouTube. So go subscribe on YouTube. Uh, you can listen to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, lots of different platforms, wherever you listen. Uh, check out www.damngooddogcast.com. Uh, you can find out all it has links to everything that you need. Um, so with that note, though, guys, go dogs, and I will catch you around on the next episode.